where the South Alabama Jaguars live up to the high expectations. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. And finally, oh, finally, we have the head coach of the South Alabama Jaguars, Kane Womack, to hop on and talk Jaguars football. Coming off a fantastic season, winning 10 ball games, going to a bowl game for the first time in forever, although the bowl game didn't go quite their way. Uh, we, uh, we jump into that immediately uh, and get past that and look ahead to spring ball. But they will have expectations. I predict they will be picked to win uh, the Sun Belt. Not only the West, but South Alabama, with something along the lines of 20 starters returning, uh, will be the team to beat in the Sun Belt in 2023. We talk about Carter Bradley. We talk about some of the incoming players and the new coaches. Uh, I do appreciate uh, Kane's uh, time, so let's uh, go to it right now. Here is the head coach of the South Alabama Jaguars, Kane Womack. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. We've been hoping for our next guest for a little bit, and they got spring practice opening up on Friday. He is the head coach of South Alabama Jaguars. He is Kane Womack. Coach, are we over the bowl game yet? <laughs> Great opening question. Appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, man, we, um, you know, that was a hard one that we had to uh, take a long look at ourselves and, and particularly on defense and some of the things that we didn't, we didn't accomplish very well. But uh, no, I, I will say this, um, not, not, to, not to look on the bright side of everything, but, you know, when you have a 10-win season and, and you accomplish a lot of things uh, that, that you were trying to get done, and then, you know, you get your ass kicked in a bowl game like that, it, it gives you an opportunity to be able to uh, – reflect and, and give our guys, you know, some momentum going into the offseason in terms of what they got to do better, uh, you know, particularly on defense. There were some things as a, as a team, you know, we look like a team that uh, that uh, had not been to a bowl game in a while. And I think that's exactly, uh, you know, what our players uh, took from it is, is we, we the same expectation that we had in the season in terms of what we were able to do execution wise. We got to bring that to a bowl game as well. So the question I really wanted to ask you this whole time since the bowl game is, is it tougher to get over a game like that or is it tougher losing in the last seconds? How, how, knowing, you know, coaches hate losing, period, but what what's easier to get past if you're a head coach? I think the answer is yes <laughs> to all of it. <laughs> right, um, right. You know, they're never never fun. I mean, you know, you, you put so much into these games and losing is hard. I mean, it should be hard. It, it, it ought to hurt. And I told the players in the locker room after, after the bowl game, I mean, you know, look, we want to celebrate uh, the accomplishments that we had as a football team and, and our first ever winning season in program history and to get 10 wins and, um, and an ability to, uh, you know, uh, to go over there and compete and represent the Sun Belt and all those things. But, uh, you know, uh, when, when you lose a game like that, you, you want to celebrate seniors and all those things, but, it's just hard. It needs to hurt. It should hurt for a little while, and that's exactly what it did. Uh, and uh, and and we're certainly very proud of some of the things that we accomplished. But I think there's a hunger uh, in our program right now, uh, and, and a lot of that I think has to do with with some of the adversities and challenges that we faced this season uh, through some of the tough losses that we had in season, and and certainly the bowl game was a part of that. 
We're talking to Kane Womack, head coach of the South Alabama Jaguars football team. All right, one of the things that you wanted to get across to your team was expecting to win. I got a feeling this year a lot of other people besides you and your team are going to expect South Alabama to win. Uh, you, you won five games in your first game, kind of turned the program around, got banged up a little bit at the end, won 10 games last year. Uh, now it's going to be how do you take that next step when, you know, for the first time you kind of know who your quarterback is? and you know who your team is, and they know about you, how do you take it to the next level? Well, um, you know, I, I think for us, um, you know, when, when we when we think about our, our program and, and what we're trying to get accomplished, I mean, you know, you, you, you see some of the, 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 the biggest thing, first and foremost, right, was getting our guys to understand that, hey, they got to compete at a high level and that we can, when we get in these tough games, um, that we have an opportunity to, uh, do what we need to do in order to finish and win those games, right? Um, and then, you know, for for us, you know, we were in some big games against some really good football teams. You, you know, Troy's a very good football team that had a great season. And, you know, you look at, uh, um, you know, obviously Western Kentucky in the bowl game. You look at UCLA coming up short. What we've got to do is, you know, I think we got to let our, our, our experience work for us moving forward into this season. And so – you know, you think about uh, having 20 returning starters. You know, we've got 18 guys that returned from a year ago. And then 20 guys, you know, if you include Keith Goleman and, and Quentin Wilfon that are both starting players that are coming back for their senior year. I mean, we've got a lot of experience that we need to be able to let work for us moving forward. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on the road here, so I That's hope okay. I, I, I didn't jack you up. <laughs> I'm going to jump back in the car in just a second. Okay. Uh, all right. So then it, this is interesting because I presume there is a learning curve, you know, in your first and second years when you got a lot of new players coming in and you're a new head coach, I presume there's not going to be a whole lot of tolerance for that learning curve because, you know, that first team is going to be, they know what to expect. They know what the, the plan is. They know what the, the team is all about. I, I presume that there could be a lot of yelling on like on Friday, on day one of spring ball compared <laughs> to previous years. Well, you know, there's, uh, I think there's, there's probably some level of balance and equilibrium there, right? Like on one end, you know, there is a high expectation and standard that these players and coaches alike have held themselves to, but at the same time, you know, you got, you know, these, these guys are experienced. I mean, we don't, we don't make a lot of mistakes on day one of practice. You know what I mean? We, 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 we executed a pretty high level. And I think a lot of that is, is, you know, one, you've got a lot of experience in terms of our players, but also you got continuity in terms of major Apple white and Corey Batoon um, going into year three of, of our offensive and defensive systems. Our, our special teams is going to stay the same in terms of what we're doing as well. For, so, you know, you gotta, you get, you got a chance to, uh, to have a very clean uh, year three, day one spring ball. Uh, all right. So then, all right, let's take a time out when we come back and uh, have Kane Womack on again. Three, two, one. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back with head coach of the Jaguars, Kane Womack, and talk about his quarterback, Carter Bradley. But first, let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. 
So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, it is Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Let's get back to it with head coach of the South Alabama Jaguars, Kane Womack, talking about his quarterback, Carter Bradley. And let's talk about, you know, those expectations and the experience. What would you like to see your quarterback, Carter Bradley, do to take his game to the next level? What does he well, need to do I- to improve? Yeah, I mean, I think you think about where Carter was a year ago versus where he is right now. I mean, there's a significant difference, right, in terms of him trying to learn our system and earn a starting job versus he is our starting quarterback, right? And he does have uh, experience going through an entire season, right, and, and, and operating and executing our offense at a high level. So the exciting thing for us, right, is to build upon that momentum and the leadership. You know, Carter spends more time with Major than anybody else on our offense that steps out on that field. And so he understands what the coordinator's trying to get done. Carter grew up in this profession, you know, with his dad as a defensive coordinator in the NFL and a head coach in the NFL. So for him to go into year two with that expectation and understanding of the standard um, and, and to, to, to hold other players on the field accountable to that standard, I think is really exciting for our, our, our team. So this would be my, uh, own analysis what i see on the field when things don't go well for carter carter tends to throw the ball harder he throws the ball hard as it is like against the georgia against georgia southern right like pick six on the first play then the throws got hard right struggled against troy to begin with he was banged up in that game but struggled to begin with before he, he led the comeback how do we get him to you know shake it off if that play isn't working and just come to the next play yeah. later on i mean I, I know where you're getting at but i i think you know, I think some of it's just year one, right? You know, he, sure. he's, he's, you know, I think some of it he's trying to figure out, uh, you know, where, where he can and where he can't take risks. And when you get in tight games, you want to be the guy that makes that play, right? And so for him, you know, I think him, him at sometimes trying to force a play when he didn't necessarily need to because he felt the urgency that, right, we needed to make something happen. You know, when you, when you lose a tough ball game against Troy, I mean, the game was 10 to six, right? One right. play can right. be the difference in the outcome of the game. And our quarterback knows that just as well as anybody else on the field. Sure. So, you know, I think him understanding that if we get more players around him that operate and execute at a high level, that if he will just do his job to the utmost consistency and let our experience work for us going into year three and year two for him, I think that's a recipe for success. All right, we're talking with Kane Womack, South Alabama Jaguars, head football coach, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. How do you tweak things heading into, into year three? Uh, same quarterback for two years in a row and same offensive coordinator for the third year with Major Applewhite. Yeah, I mean, I think specifically, you know, I, I could say this generally for our team, you know, we 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 need to uh, we need to let our experience work for us, but we need to, you know, our, our kind of the – the emphasis that we've put in the offseason are two things. One, we need to crank the dial forward, right? What we did in 2022 will no longer be good enough in the 23 season. We've got a more difficult schedule. Um, on top of that, every team that we play is going to put a, a, you know, a circle around our game because you won 10 games and you operated at a high level a year ago. It is a different dynamic than, than what we were heading into the 22 season. And so, 
crank the dial forward in terms of your urgency, your understanding, the level of production and the playmakers that have to step up to make plays. Uh, and then the second thing is we got to be able to win our one-on-one matchups, you know, whether it be uh, creating more uh, negative plays and from a defensive perspective and pass rush and, and uh, or, or whether it be winning one-on-one matchups and, and uh, uh, offensively, whether it be pass rush or, or a, a wide receiver versus a defensive back, we've got to do a better job of owning our role to a high level and, and operating uh, at a point to where we can produce at a higher level at each individual position um, throughout this offseason. All right, so a couple of guys you do have to replace, and we will get to that schedule portion of the show here in a minute. But a couple of guys you have to replace, one on offense, Jalen Wayne, one on defense, Darrell Luter Jr. Both had successful Senior Bowl weeks. Uh, we're looking forward to them getting drafted. Who is first up uh, trying to replace those guys? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, I think when you lose guys like Jalen Tolbert and Jalen Wayne, right, um, on, on one end, it gives – it gives opportunity for younger players, right, to have a chance to step up, right, where maybe they were in the shadow of somebody else. Uh, fortunately, right, you have two really great experienced players that both had over 60 catches in Colin Lacey and Devin Voice in this, this offseason at the wide receiver position. But then you have a group of guys, right, that are young players that are going into their redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore years, um, you know, Jay Jawan Townsend, uh, Jeremiah Webb, you've got Jamal Pritchett, you've got uh, uh, a number of these players, right, that, that, that are, have just been waiting on their time and their opportunity, and they've played in limited roles uh, because you had guys like Jalen Tolbert and Jalen Wayne in front of them. Now, all of a sudden, um, you know, you, you add uh, an experienced starter um, and Javon Ivory coming from Memphis, who had 98 catches in his career there and was a three-year starter at Memphis. You got Shamar Sangren, who was a, a UT Chattanooga bounce back wide receiver that is coming uh, by, by way of Itawamba Community College. And so, you know, you, you look at some of those players and you think it's really a pretty exciting room right now. We've got a lot of talent with a lot of, um, you know, returning uh, experience in terms of they've been around our program for the last couple of years. Uh, but haven't had that opportunity on the field. And so I think that's something that uh, from an offensive perspective, you look at replacing Jalen Wayne, that's that's a good deal. I'll tell you, the, the thing from a defensive perspective with Darrell Luter that I'm excited about, you know, is, is you look at uh, hiring a guy like Jay Hobson as our corners coach who has been uh, an experienced defensive coordinator and experienced head coach. Uh, the level of, of understanding that he is providing for these young corners right that are going to uh obviously elevate their role within our program in a short amount of time is something that we're already starting to see uh some some of the benefits of, of having an experienced defensive coordinator mind leading that room i'm looking forward to the craig stevenson feature on jay hobson because he had the job at southern miss lost to south alabama and then left the job and so i'm looking for, and now he's coaching for south alabama so i'm looking forward to that craig stevenson feature in al.com <laughs> you know, that's coming sure. up. Uh, all right, let's take one more time out, and we'll come back with Cade Womack, head coach of the Jaguars, talking about the expectations and the schedule does line up, as we did an episode a couple of weeks ago about the New Year's Six-Day Bowl. We don't talk to him about that, but we do say, you guys, that South Alabama has a chance to do something special uh, if they take care of a business, and they have the potential uh, to do that. 
I do also want to say thank you. Again, the uh, the, uh, the podcast is growing by leaps and bounds. I mentioned it the other day that we have more than doubled our subscriptions in the last four weeks. So really appreciate it. More spring football news to come around. We'll obviously do more than just South Alabama. That just happens to be uh, where I live at the time being. And so uh, we'll do more spring football. Uh, Georgia State is already done. South Alabama hasn't even started. That's crazy. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, we'll get more into baseball. Uh, conference play is underway. And we will uh, maybe even a little softball, but more Sunbelt. Uh, this is the best place you can get it. And so please tell your friends about it. If you see it on Facebook and or Twitter, like it, share it, uh, and subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is uh, very much appreciated. All right, let's wrap things up with Kane Womack, the head coach of South Alabama. He talks about the schedule and knows that it is there for the taking. We're talking to Kane Womack, South Alabama Jaguars head football coach. All right, I did this a, a couple of weeks ago when the schedule comes out. I know coaches take it one game at a time, but you have a schedule that lines up that, you know, if you take care of business, Tulane on the road, whether they'll be ranked or not, they'll be a top 30 uh, football team. You're going to go play Oklahoma State. Uh, they seem to be a little bit in flux uh, with the transfer portal. Uh, do you, I mean, do you guys, I know you're concentrating on Tulane now, but do you ever take a moment to say, guys, if we do what we're supposed to do each and every game, we could have that kind of special season that yes. you've been looking for uh, since you arrived in Mobile. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's what the, I think that's what the off season is for, right? You don't in the off season, you don't just look at one game. You look at, you know, what are the things within our conference, right? That we did well and what we've got to improve on in order to, uh, uh, you know, to, to execute at a more consistent and higher level than what we did a year ago. And then, you know, obviously the same deal for, for, for your non-conference opponents, you got to be able to look um, at, at the schedule at, at, in its entirety and try to address the things at hand um, that, that are going to, to, to maximize your opportunities and, 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 and within the season, uh, not just one game at a time, but, but, but collectively. And so, you know, when I when I think about that, you know, obviously the, the first game of two lanes really exciting uh, to be able to go play there and what they were able to accomplish a year ago and what we've been able to accomplish. You know, look at Oklahoma State. You know, there there's certainly a team there that uh, the, the transfer portal has affected both ways, right? They've they've lost some right. some players, they've gained some players, and so who you know who knows what we'll see. Uh, the third game of the season. What I'm excited about, right, is is the continuity, uh, both of our players and coaches that we've been able to retain, and some of the people that we've been able to bring in, uh, both uh, with, with some of these young, talented players that we that we've got uh, that will contribute to our team, and and certainly uh, some of these coaches that we've been able to bring in here that we feel like can elevate the the level of understanding um, for their positions, respectively. All right, a couple more questions for head coach Kane Womack, South Alabama Jaguars, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Tell us about the new coaches and how do you assimilate them into your program? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, certainly um, uh, we've, we, we've, we've had two on-field coaches, right, that, uh, that we've brought into the program and, and Jay Hobson, who I've known for a very long time and, and uh, is an experienced uh, defensive mind and, and, uh, somebody that, uh, for our young corners, I mean, obviously is going to, uh, provide a lot of knowledge and wisdom and experience and, and coaches at a really high level and, uh, has always, you know, brought a ton of energy and excitement, uh, into any, any locker room, uh, that, that, that he's coached. Um, and then you've got, uh, 
uh, a new special teams coordinator and defensive assistant in Trey Williams that we just brought into the program. Uh, in fact, his yesterday, first day was yesterday, mm-hmm. um, going, going into our first week of spring practice, our, our, our special teams in terms of our scheme are not going to change. Uh, but you know, Mobilians know all, all about Trey, who was, a uh, a very accomplished, uh, high school player at St. Paul's high school. And, uh, and then, um, you know, uh, uh, went on to have a great career as a team captain at Auburn. And, and so very excited uh, to be able to bring him uh, back to Mobile uh, and, and some of the people that, that I value their opinions. You know, I played for Gus Malzahn. Trey Williams played for Gus Malzahn. And, and Gus, uh, you know, speaks very highly of him and all the things that, uh, that he accomplished as a player, but, but more so what he's going to accomplish uh, in his coaching career as well. All right, to wrap it up here with Kane Womack, one of the things you said you wanted on the defensive side of the ball was to get guys to uh, be able to rush the quarterback a little bit more. Were you able to do that yeah. heading into this the spring uh, season? Well, I mean, you know, uh, I, I think that's yet to be determined, right? But uh, but certainly, um, you know, we've put an emphasis on, on the, the – the, the, the amount of, of negative plays and sacks that we want to create, you know, this, this defense has been around for a very long time uh, under, under my dad and uh, Dave Womack, you know, who, who had great defenses in, in a very long career. And, you know, uh, in fact, uh, you know, the, early in his career at Southern Miss, uh, Jay was one of the coaches that, uh, that took over after my dad left and then became the defensive coordinator there. And, We've always been able to create uh, havoc in the backfield and negative plays, and, and we executed at a very high level this past year. I think going into the bowl game, we were about top 15 in every defensive category with the exception of sacks and takeaways, uh, and so that's something that we need to uh, you know, have a little bit more emphasis in. I think when you have players like uh, Jamie Sheriff, you've got Quentin Wilfon, uh, uh, Charles Coleman, Bubba Thomas, all those experienced players up front on the defensive line and outside linebacker positions that are coming back, that they can focus on uh, maybe some of those those details uh, that it takes outside of stopping the run, uh, which we did a very good job of a year ago to uh, to create some more uh, uh, chaos in the backfield. He's Kane Womack, South Alabama Jaguars head football coach, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We will see you right and early on St. Patrick's Day for the opening of South Alabama Spring Ball. Thanks for your time, Coach. Safe travels. All right. Sounds great. All right, Jay's up, and as always, Elio.